key learnings have been knowing what I am good at and what gives me energy and support is not that thing. I want people to have a great and amazing experience, but I don't want to have to be the person that helps them. This is Alyssa Paget. Welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 192. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly show for nomadic entrepreneurs, and we are finishing off our startup series where I get to take over the show and interview Heath so that he can share all of his brilliant wisdom, his successes and failures, and funny stories of what it's like running a software startup from an RV because he started campground booking from our Winnebago Brave, and today he is running it from our Winnebago Forza because we just got a new diesel pusher rig that we are currently recording in, which is super, super exciting. So this is our first podcast mic setup. Kind of got to do a little song and dance here, trying to figure out how are we going to record in the RV. So Heath is on the couch and I am at our awesome desk and ready to jump into the interview. And really the success metric for this podcast is it is about eight o'clock that we're recording this. We're in a little <laughs> state park campground outside of New Orleans. And if Ellie sleeps through the whole episode because she's currently down for the night, then it is success. But let's get into it. So today I want to talk to you about customer support. So Heath, in your second favorite TV show, they always say that even though their prices are a little bit higher, they make up for it with great customer support. That's correct, Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> so your product runs an entire campground. They can see all their reservations and everyone coming in for the day and leaving for the day all on your system. So if your system crashes, essentially their whole business goes down. So how do you manage customer support when you're running something so big? There's been several ways that we've focused on doing this. And it's not just in like the relational side, like here's a landline, someone's going to be on there 24 seven. Because the thing is, if you're bootstrapping a company like we've been, we don't have somebody to man a phone line 24 seven. And that wasn't the case when we started onboarding parks. So at the end of the day, they want to know that you're going to be there for them, like if something goes wrong. So it's kind of been like a stair step process for us. When we first started, it was kind of one of those things when a new park would go live, myself, Paul, Bob at the time, we would basically be on the computer when the campground was going live. And if there was customer support to be had, we were it. So like we were reaching out to in campers. We were also supporting the campgrounds as they had issues. So I'm going to interrupt here. So not only like you're actually serving the campground, like they're your client, but the people that are trying to book a site at the campground, you're calling them too. If there is support issues that were technical in related, not like I want to switch my campsite from site eight to site six, mm -hmm. but if there was a technical issue that happened, we would take care of that. So like if their credit card wasn't working for or some reason, like yeah, if okay. the, if the campground was having issues. And so that was kind of go back to one of the earlier episodes of the podcast was that we, we realized that the more reservations ultimately that a campground was taking, the more that we needed to scale up our servers to accommodate that, the more we needed to cover from a support standpoint, the more we realized, well, we need to make sure that our pricing can accommodate the support that's going to be needed. And so in our situation, I don't think every company is like this, but with campground booking, we specifically realized that we needed to have a pricing model that could scale up honestly with our support. Because now that we have a per reservation charge that in campers pay whenever they book online, we have a dedicated person who is helping people if they have a problem. 
as well as our campgrounds, you know, she's there to provide a concierge onboarding service because now our pricing model reflects that and has that margin baked in so that we can cover better support. So that was like a core function of why we switched our pricing model was actually to accommodate support because we couldn't accommodate it with our old pricing model. So if I'm a a campground or a camper and I do need support, how do I actually get in contact with you? Because you said you don't have like a 24 hour phone number. So do you have one of those like little chat boxes that pop up like, hey, can I help you? And like tells you how many hours it takes to reply or do people have an email address? They have to like go to your website and find a form. Yeah. So I think maybe the easier thing we do, we use Help Scout, but I'll kind of get to that. I gave you like multiple options. You said (laughs) we do. So which one? So I want to I'll get into it in a second, but I kind of want to share like the evolution of our like support and how it kind of came about because for like the first year and a half, like we were handling all the support. And when I put on my sales hat, it was very hard for me to live in both a sales and a support capacity. There's always going to be something that's broken. At Mm -hmm. least that's been my, (laughs) that's been my realization in a software company or really any business. Somebody's always going to need help, which is a good thing because if you have customers, in theory, people are paying for your product. So that's a good thing. But from a sales perspective, it was really challenging for me to like put on my support hat and deal with a lot of issues and then go out and sell a product because I'm like, my mind goes to those things. So you always want to sell a good product. So that's a different story. But that was kind of where I was at. And that reached a tipping point when we were in New Zealand in 2018. We had launched with a few campgrounds, but we didn't have enough money yet to hire a support person. And so essentially it was like I dropped a ball with one of our parks And I just wasn't there to support them nearly as much as I should have. And it was just kind of this thing lingering over my head. And I ended up hiring a support person. It didn't work out because I couldn't give them enough hours. So that was another whole different story. Mm -hmm. Remember that in 2018, I was like, I hired somebody, but we didn't have enough like things going on. Now we have like more than enough things going on to accommodate multiple support people if we wanted to. But that was another thing that we kind of went through. And last year I hired Scarlett on our team and she's been amazing And she's helped us build in a lot of really good processes, but it took time to kind of like get to that point where we could hire her. So now what we do for support is we use a software system called Help Scout. So it has multiple different features inside of it. So it does have a little chat window. It's actually called Beacon in the software. So essentially, whenever you're logged into app.campgroundbooking.com, there's a little chat window on the side of the bottom left-hand corner so that during business hours, I will actually log in there sometime and I'll be available on Instant Messenger and so will Scarlet. Does your like your picture pop up? It does. It's like Heath is it does. typing. It says Heath is online right now, so you oh, can like chat with cute. us. But even if we're not online, there's a way that for them to email us directly through there. And then there's another side of that which is it connects to our knowledge base, which is also on Campground Booking. So if you go to I'll put it in the show notes, but there's like a <laughs> knowledge.campgroundbooking. No, learn. It's some sub URL. It's our knowledge base that is powered through Help Scout. So essentially within that widget, they can also search things like how do I cancel a reservation and things like that. How would people like get the link to access it? So it's in that chat box. Oh, okay. it's in their app. So and we can actually like target that to the page that they're on. So if they're in the settings tab, we can actually show relevant articles that we've written for their settings or for their reservation. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. And so that's like takes time to build. And I heard from somebody a couple years ago that's like a good onboarding for your product is a unique differentiator for your product in and of itself. And so that's something that I've been thinking about a lot because we do our whole spill for campgrounds and sometimes the software feels super overwhelming. You're changing, like you said, you're putting your whole business on it. You're making a massive transition. And so like usually about three quarters of the way through a demo, I'll say, look, there's a lot that goes into this, but if you decide that we're a good fit for you, our team will take care of the entire onboarding process for you. 
we'll give you an Excel sheet to put all of your rates in. We'll import it and, you know, like we'll be there for you. And whenever you go live, we'll be on standby so that if you have any more questions, we'll have a training call before you go live and everything like that. And that's typically been like a good enough answer. There's been some like parks when we looked at, there was an RFP process for like a bigger state park system. And if you go after like a government size contract, they're going to want a 24 hour call center type of thing. But if you go after a contract like that, you can subcontract out something like that. Like if you get a big contract, you could like find that person to man the line. But I think for a lot of software as a service companies, you know, email support is going to be totally fine. I just can't imagine a situation where it's three in the morning and I have to make a reservation and I need to talk to someone in that moment. Don't you remember when we went live at the park last year and we were up at two in the morning because they wanted to go live at midnight? And people were up calling you? Oh, totally. Yeah. Now we encourage parks to go live in the morning, but that's a whole different thing outside. Yeah, that's not relevant for a lot of other people probably. (laughs) But I think for me, my key learnings have been knowing what I am good at and what gives me energy and support is not that thing. I want people to have a great and amazing experience, but I don't want to have to be the person that helps them. I know that sounds bad, but it's just like, I love the strategy. I love the sales and I do a ton of support. I still do to this day. Cause you I did wanted, today. I did today. And so, but that's just something that I don't want that to be my core focus. And as a CEO of this small, but growing software business, that shouldn't be my full-time focus. I should be able to go focus on other things and have somebody else kind of get in that role. And so one of the really cool things about help scout is actually that you can track kind of like your key performance indicators if you want to call them your kpis or whatever before scarlet came on i'm almost embarrassed to say this but like our average time to first customer response was like 14 hours or 16 hours it was really really long and i'm happy to say that as of the end of last year we took it from like 14 to 16 hours time to customer response and it was maybe even more than that to less than two. Oh wow so on average during business hours if you email our support, you will get a message in less than two hours. But a lot of times it's even way before that. And so I think that that's really cool. In addition to that, this isn't necessarily a support function, but it kind of is, is we have a public URL of all of our API and you can go and look at all of our uptime for them. Like if you're a campground and you're thinking about signing on, you're like, how do I know you're not going to go offline? something like that, mm-hmm. then I can send them a running uptime from the past 30 days that shows them our 99.98 percentile of uptime over the last 30 days. And again, that's not necessarily a support function, but it kind of is. It means uh, that they won't need as much yeah, support, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of the thought. So the whole idea is to like minimize the amount of questions that anybody needs. In mm-hmm. the ideal world, everything works all the time, but that hasn't been our case. So I think from our perspective, just being able to answer as many questions and do a really good job of training and onboarding parks as much during that early stage as possible has been really beneficial. You've mentioned to me that Scarlet has implemented different processes to help the customer support experience be better. So like, what are some examples of processes that she's created to help support go faster or be more efficient or whatever metric it is that you're measuring? I mean, one easy thing is that a lot of campgrounds have 75, 100 200 sites Mm -hmm. at their park so she along with paul created like an excel google doc that now whenever we have a new park that comes on board it has like examples of a couple different sites in a current format and so that way they can just literally fill that out and send it to us and we can import that yeah because before we had that and before paul had the bandwidth to like make a tool where we could just import i would literally have to 
go type in like 200 sites not type them in but like add site you know put in all this stuff and now we can do like a bulk import so that saves you know like 10 15 hours oh, uh, wow. per park that we kind of onboard so little things like that and also just writing down what is the step-by-step processes and keeping track of them and having like that checklist internally so help scout also has like an internal article place and so she started creating more articles in there that are like not for our customers to see but for our team to see so if we brought on another support person at some point they'd they would be written down you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so that's helpful too we haven't brought that other person on but maybe we will this year so it would cut down any future training exactly that's awesome yeah so you mentioned help scout for customer support are there any other necessary tools that you need or that you've used or tried for customer support i mean google docs a ton and mm-hmm. the good old-fashioned telephone, you know, has been really good. <laughs> I posted an article in our Facebook group the other day. It was a blog post that I had written when we went live with our very first campground in 2018. That was just like the hard part of going from zero to one because the site crashed and we just had a bunch of issues. And then that campground that stayed on board with us, they launched last week. And this is the third time for us to go live with them. And it went really well. Like we took 2x the amount of bookings that they took last year. Wow. Um and we so we like surpassed that in the first day and it just went really well compared to that first year wait so like you 2x what they did last year in a day let me think about what i just said to make sure that it's accurate <laughs> we did maybe it was like 30 percent more bookings it wasn't 2x i'm sorry it was like 30 percent more bookings but like what they did in the first two days we did in the first day this year Got it. so like it was two and in one half that, the time in half you the time yeah the so time. that was where the 2x number came from sorry thanks for checking <laughs> me on that i knew it was much better you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so the point in me saying that was that sometimes if you do something wrong not that you should intentionally screw up but if you do screw up when you sell somebody on something and you fix it in a way that is responsive and shows that you care I think you offer up an opportunity to build a passionate customer who is going to, that's going to build trust because they know that if something goes wrong, that you'll be there for them. And so I think that that's something that's like a big part of, from a support standpoint is like, we've tried to go above and beyond. And sometimes like if your product isn't exactly where it needs to be, then that like becomes a part of your product is the support. Are you going to be there? We actually had a campground that just signed up and they said, I looked at nine different software systems. I chose you guys because you were the most responsive. Oh, wow. That's high praise, especially when you were going for, you know, 16 hour stretches before. Exactly. Yeah. So you kind of answered it already just now. But my last question for you was, you know, people will forgive issues with your product if you give them amazing customer service. So what for you, as you're growing the company would be like, these are our our metrics or our goals for providing just stellar support to our customers? I think I'd like to get us to a place where we could afford to have a dedicated like call in line. Like we give out the phone number and like a lot of our parks have the, my the, number. The phone we give number? Uh, like Scarlett has a number that campgrounds can call, but it's not necessarily like an open line all the time. But that just like goes to her cell phone. Yeah. It's like a read Google redirect or whatever. Got it. I think what would be really cool is to have like a, a number that if you called it within like two seconds, we answer. I mean, like if a park calls me right now, I answer and I talk, a lot of them have my number, mm-hmm. but to have that like as a dedicated when you sign up, you get a dedicated number that is going to be answered whenever you call. Not 24 hours, but like 8 to 5. I think that would be cool just because I think a lot of our parks would find that very valuable to have. And again, they have that now. A lot of times they'll just email us anyway. But I think that would be really cool. And beefing up our knowledge base. I think that can always be better. I'd like to, I've even thought about going into somewhere like Teachable. I could probably do it in Help Scout, but actually making like a full-on legit onboarding 
course s type thing that's yeah, that even could more... be like a reference for people yeah. it's always evolving because every time we ship a new product you kind of have to like go revamp a big part of like the knowledge base that you built for your product six months ago because mm-hmm. now it's totally different we're pushing out our new map based bookings for reserve and so now it's like if i were to go in all the demos that I did like six months or a year ago don't have that booking flow. It's not a mm. huge deal, but it's like the features, they change so quickly that it's kind of one of those things where it's not totally irrelevant, but some of the processes are totally different. And I think that's something that is too very specific for software companies. We've been watching Silicon Valley recently, and I have a whole like bigger, better understanding, I feel like, for what it means to like, actually grow a software company because you can kind of see the evolution of like what the product could be as you figure out the market and who would actually pay for it. So totally. that's a really humorous way to learn some business lessons, if anyone is wondering. So that was all the questions I had for you today on customer support. We do have one more episode where I get to interview Heath. I know initially we said it was going to be something about like how to sell a company or how to make your company more sellable or something like that. But Heath and I talked about it. He hasn't sold a company, so it doesn't really make sense for us to uh, try to make up some answers on that one. So we're going to talk about bootstrapping a company because that Heath is an expert on, I would think, after four years of doing it on his own. So next week, we are going to talk about bootstrapping. We'll see you guys next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. Wow. <laughs>